happened over the course of last month. It, it wasn't the worst idea I've had, but I'm, I'm still legally barred from owning a blimp. Did the police find any of the stolen jewels? Only one, and it was very small, like a cherry tomato, but smaller. Nipple tomatoes. Hey there, fellas. Hey, Lou. Hey, Lou. What are you two fellas up to, fellas? We're about to head to the booth to start recording our eighth season. Yeah, it's a new show, and that means no more Rad. Rad is on the show. Well, at least there's no more unnecessary voiceovers. The show opens with a voiceover. Well, at least it's all new characters. The voiceover is by Demolisher. Is he a new Demolisher? He is not. Ugh, could today get any worse? Hey, fuckers! You had to say something, didn't you? So we doing this or not? I've got toys to sell. I'm double parked and railed on cocaine. Chop, chop! I should have stayed in blimp school. Autobots transform. Well, hey, and welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today is episode one of Transformers Energon. It is Cybertron City. This episode was written by Akira Okea. They're back. And hey. last time on Transformers Energon, nothing. This is a new series for us. Uh, but we do open with a kooky voice. Yeah, we get an opening narration from someone at the core of what remains of Unicron. Uh, no, wait, there's another guy in there. No, wait, there are three voices, and this voice says he's Alpha Q, and then we see some kind of creature with tentacles, and when it's armored mask open, it's a Quintesson. 100% a Quintesson. One of the voices kind of sounded like sideways, same voice actor, like, like when he was going kooky at the end. Yeah. But yeah, it's a Quintesson, and we also see what looked like Voltron lions. That's what I have down. He calls them the... Uh, the Terracons. He's going to send them to Earth yeah. to get the Energon where it is in abundance. And yeah, the there's kind of a bird one. And the, yeah, the cat one is exactly Blue Lion from Voltron. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, all this Energon in abundance. Yeah, because there was so much of it in the last series. Yes. <laughs> so much that they, you know, commented on that often. Yeah. So we, we go to Earth then. And yeah, this is Demolisher. There's a lot of the same crew and there's a lot of voiceovers. But Demolisher has given us a voiceover that basically says Megatron's dead. It's been 10 years and I'm stuck working for the Autobots. Yep, he does not like that one bit. And we see this gigantic kind of futuristic city rising up out of the water and this gigantic bridge coming up to meet it and then bridges coming from it up to meet that other bridge and finally when it's up and the door opens there's Demolisher but now he's painted like a Constructicon. Yes he is but incredibly accurate to the like some of the Transformers we're going to see have changed they've had a redesign. Demolisher is bang on to what he was in Armada. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what's all this? Nobody told me we were surfacing this city today. And then we meet the new Rad. Oh, he's the Rad cranked up to 11. This one <laughs> goes to 11. He's got attitude, man. And he's got a dirt bike. <laughs> and his name is Kicker, because they had to call him something. Yeah. He comes zooming out of the base on this dirt bike and ramps all fancy crazy over Demolisher. And he's out of here. Yeah, he de- he doesn't like being inside. And I think we find out that he was the one that like pushed the button for to have the city raised which i'm just gonna say or ask paul metroplex oh i wonder if it's gonna be maybe that'd be cool but anyway yeah hotshot comes out after kecker and just all sort of- right it's the first episode of a new show and i've got a lot of cocaine to do i mean i've got a lot of toys to sell all right what do you got wait you two fucks aren't upset that i'm interrupting your little show well kind of but we're used to it by now yeah we're more annoyed than upset fine then i'll leave i don't need this abuse That was unexpected. Yeah. 
But anyway, uh, Hotshot does come out and he kind of looks the same in vehicle mode and he starts chasing down Kicker. Yep, he has to go get that damn kid and they're driving down a spiral. What the hell? You just came in through the wall. I ain't fixing that. I bet you two fucks are upset this time, aren't you? Now take these fucking toys. Here's a hot shot. Here's a demolisher. An Optimus Prime. Ironhide. This one, I don't know, looks like a spaceship. And Ow, uh, a couple more. And if that's not enough, bonus. At least he used the door to leave. Anyway, back to Hotshot. He, he catches Kicker, and he, oh, he, he actually like jumps over him, transforms. He looks quite different in robot form, but lands in front of Kicker, and Kicker, I don't know, goes into an epileptic spasm? Well, yeah, when he takes his helmet off, his hair glows yellow for a second. Oh, yeah. and <laughs> he goes Super Saiyan. <laughs> That's what it was, Dragon Ball. But uh, I had friends that just loved that show when I was in university, but I never got into it. Same but, here. Uh, I, I remember sitting down and like like a friend at college, art college, like he was like, you got to understand it. The fact that every episode is only like three seconds of real time is is the yeah. power of the show. And I was like, okay, I'll sit down and watch a show. And it was uh, the green guy with the bandages and then the <laughs> Goku, I think, the one in the orange gi, yeah. just floating in air for an entire episode. <laughs> But yeah, back inside the city and at the bottom of the ocean, there's two Autobots, and we're going to find out later they're called Omnibots. They're mining away, and one finds a minicon. I mean, he finds something glowing yellow, and one of these guys, his name is Skyblast, but yeah. wasn't Skyblast a minicon in Armada? Yeah, you know what? So I actually Googled minicon or Omnicons and, and read just this much, and it said they are, are bigger than minicons and smaller than Transformers. I was like, well, what the? F that doesn't tell me anything. But yeah. I, think it, I think it's Energon. And you know what? Based on the title of the show and the fact yeah. that we're talking about it, I'm guessing it's Energon, which it's orange in this world whatever um we then go to cybertron where we meet fucking rad and yeah he's still alive i guess he'd be 22 now and he explains that this lab full of humans on cybertron is earth's extraterrestrial research station and if it has to do with earth these guys are the ones to talk to well what about scientists on earth you Earth, yeah, really? <laughs> are, they, are they all here uh, now? Like, oh. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, they got them all here. Uh, but we also meet Kicker's dad, who's a guy named Brian. And uh, Brian assumes Kicker's in trouble again, only to find out that, uh, oh, the Omnicons found Energon. That's what Rad's telling him. Yep, they found it at the exact place that he predicted it would be. Aren't you surprised, Doctor? <laughs> like, oh, and then he says, so apparently, um, or, K or Brian tells us that Energon's a clean energy source. It'll solve all our problems. And, uh, well, the Autobots will use it to power up. Cybertron. So again, if you had planned out this three series arc, why was Energon never a part of Armada? <laughs> well, he also says Optimus will be pleased. So, uh, <laughs> so Optimus is not still a smoldering wreck drifting through space. But anyway, now at some facility on what looks like asteroids, Tidal Wave is just standing guard, and the the same two Omnicons that. They called them before. They come up like it's an elevator and their voices are different. They come outside and then the entire place gets attacked by dozens of those Terracons we saw earlier. Yeah, they open fire. Tidal Wave tries to shoot back, but they uh, lace the place with laser blast. And 
I, I thought this was Earth, but I think it might be on Cybertron. Yeah, Optimus, there's a big yeah. Autobot logo outside the place. Okay, yeah. So Optimus Prime is training with a bunch of Transformers, and we meet a new Ironhide here. One of the ones, I think that was the one that hit you in the head, Paul. Um, <laughs> and he, uh, Ironhide is very different in this series. I think he's kind of like the Armada sideswipe of this series. Very he, much. he seems like the very young, very eager. I can do it. Yeah, exactly. Golly gee. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, there is a neat moment here, though, where Optimus, you know, he kind of tosses him aside. He's like, all right, who's next? And Ironhide says, I'll do it again, sir. And he's like, you remind me of Hot Shot. And Ironhide kind of has a meltdown about how what a compliment that is. Yeah, like, really? You really think so, sir? Yeah, which, <laughs> which I kind of like in that, you know, Hot Shot came out as our favorite from Armada, and he's he he definitely could go toe to toe with anyone, so it makes sense that ten years later he's got a bit of a legacy. Yeah, like an aspiring warrior would look to Hotshot as the role model. Yeah. Uh, anyway, then we go back to Ding Dong um, and Brian, and they contact Optimus and say, "Oh, our Mars facility was attacked and robbed of all its energon, so apparently we've already found it." <laughs> Because we we talked about just totally discovering it, but now we have an entire Energon facility that's been robbed and depleted. So, but yeah, and uh, Carlos is the one that called to say their outpost on Mars was attacked, and uh, apparently asteroids are what attacked the thing and stole the Energon because that makes sense. But then I didn't really understand this. A blue glowing light appears in the room. And starts talking to them. And and Optimus responds and replies back. And it's it's like, uh, hey, uh, like nobody finds it odd. That's like yeah. everybody is just accepts it. <laughs> this happens all the time, I guess. Well, it's going to happen yeah, again. It tells them there's, there's Energon on Earth. And uh, their unknown enemy will almost certainly attack Earth next. Yeah. Okay. So Optimus goes off to assemble a team. And I, like, uh, Ironhide runs up. He wants to join. And he's, for some reason, out of breath. <laughs> yes. He's got Head it down like uh, Fatty McGee, like Adam Sandler. Hey, hey, hey fellas, <laughs> can I uh, go too? <laughs> I want to come to Mars. Why? Why do you want to come to Mars, Ironhide? Because it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I like this shit. Anyway, there, oh, there's a neat thing here where, like, I think it's Jetfire. Uh, he's like, hey, can you can't come to Mars. You didn't even download or whatever, apply for your power link upgrade. So that's, that is going to be a thing in this series, I think. Um, and uh, anyway, they let him come anyway. Yep, they transform, and then Red turns on the space bridge, and this is kind of different. Like, uh, it's, yeah. <laughs> good, year, it, good word, like, different. Is, is it something they drive through like in Prime, or something they get inside that beams them up like G1? Nope. It's a Super Dave Osborne Evil Knievel Hot Wheels <laughs> ramp that they <laughs> drive up at top <laughs> speed. And, like, I wonder. Into the space bridge high in the air. Like, so, ignore, right. <laughs> ignoring the questions of why did the space bridge have to be up in the air? Yes. Like, why couldn't you have <laughs> created it down in the ground? I wonder if there's a playset of like a Hot Wheels style <laughs> ramp where your Transformers can rip down and go flying off and into whatever you build to be your space bridge. But yeah, they warp away. It's there's nothing. I really did like the tr- space bridge um, animation in Armada. This one is kind of boring. It reminded me of like if, if you've ever played a Mario Kart game from Nintendo 64 on. Just the the intros to that, we see them all racing around the track and drifting and yeah, everything. Yeah. It even kind of looks like Rainbow Road from one of those games. Oh yeah, yeah. That's I, I totally forgot about that part. I was just talking about them ramping up into the space bridge because yeah, once they're inside, it's like you know you're in the Matrix and there's this big glowing road and the, they're all basically just drifting around corners constantly. Yeah. And 
I guess to get to the end of it, because they appear in the sky on Mars and land on a cliff overlooking the smoking remains of what used to be their base, because, you know, fire always burns so well in thin 95% carbon dioxide atmospheres. Always. And then I think it's Ironhide goes, is that our Cybertron city? No, you dolt. It, who, 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 yes, it's your Cybertron city. No, this one was built by the government of Turkmenistan. They don't detect any signs of life, though, and they figure everyone was wiped out, so too bad for them, and it's off to Earth. <laughs> yeah, they just, <laughs> well, now we have to return to Earth. Hey, bye! They just leave it there. Like, don't look for survivors, nothing. Ah, oh, they're all dead. <laughs> all right. And they did, yeah, they didn't even get close to the city. They looked at it from atop a cliff, yes. like, miles away. <laughs> I think we have a commercial break here. But there's no animation. It just kind of had a, 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 a fade to black and then came back in. And now on Earth, uh, Sally, she was a girl on the monitor that Rab was talking to earlier. We kind of missed her. She's watching Sky Blast and the other Omnicon zapping a piece of Energon in the lab. And she asks her mother what it is. And her mother explains what Energon is. And apparently Kicker is her brother. And he's in a mood. He storms out of the room and punches the wall, and it's flashback time. Oh, yeah. He hates Transformers, Paul. He tra humans don't need Transformers. This is a totally original motivation. Um, but, we, yeah, we go to this flashback of his dad bringing him... Oh, his mom's name is Miranda, by the way. But his dad brings him to Cybertron, and he meets... I kind of like this, actually. He meets the Autobots, and they're all, like, Huge. monstrous 40-foot robots, and they're cast in shadow. And yeah, they're just in silhouette, as you would be, and, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Honest to God is a man in his 40s. If Optimus Prime walked up to me today, I would be fucking terrified. I mean, I know he's Optimus Prime, but yeah. he could kill me like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But or yeah, his dad's more like, likely rip my face off. <laughs> yeah, but his dad says, it's okay, son. The, they're Transformers, and they're here to protect us. Yeah. Uh, so I guess this is the reason he hates Transformers, is that he was just scared of them as a kid? I guess so. It's like, that's uh, all we've got? It's, <laughs> I mean, there's the say, Super Saiyan hair we're going to learn a little bit more about. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> yeah. um, so we go to Carlos, and... Uh, oh, yeah, I think this is... Um, oh, no, he says, hey, just checking in, guys. Same voice actor, for what it's worth. And he's like, supposedly the Mars Depot was attacked, and supposedly... I think this might be... But he's like, supposedly all the Energon was stolen, but he's reporting this after... They went to investigate Mars? Yeah. So what? <laughs> After he had already told them. <sighs> anyway, Kicker tells Hotshot, oh, Kicker's hair glows, um, and then he goes and says, Hotshot, you got to submerge the, submerge the city. We're under attack! And then he drives away. Or no, we got to evacuate the city. And then he just leaves. <laughs> yeah, he runs back outside to where there's an Autobot just washing cars, I thought, but nope. It's Armada's Perceptor, and Highwire is Kicker's motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he leaves. What? This is our hero, Paul. This is the guy who runs in and says, <laughs> there's an attack coming. Everybody get ready for the attack. I'm going to run away. <laughs> yeah, Kicker and Hotshot, they just zoom past Demolisher, who's still standing guard. And Hotshot doesn't see any signs of this attack that he's telling them about, and then it's another flashback. Uh, yeah, and I don't, I do not know what happened here, Paul. I mean, I, I, I know what I saw on screen, but I don't know what it really was. Well, yeah, it's like Optimus is looking into this giant, really dark room, and he's trying to find Kicker, because I'm too old to play hide-and-seek, kid, get out here, stop fucking around. <laughs> Grumpy Optimus. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I, I, I knew what this part was, but it's, anyway, it, yeah, he, he's hiding. Yeah, and then he just falls through a crumbling wall, I guess, and starts falling, and falling and falling, but then strands of energy appear and catch him. 
And yeah, glowing. And he falls, I don't know, I'm going to say at most 100 feet. Yeah. So he's like at most 100 feet underground. And then this giant glowing light comes on and says, uh, you detect, I don't know, it just says something about detecting energy. It's like, it's, ooh, um, you're a human. You're interesting. What kind of energy do you run on? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. And then the door opens and Optimus says, what's going on in here? And what? Like, what I, What the hell happened? What is this? <laughs> and then back in the present, he explains that's how he got his ability to sense things before they happen. <laughs> like, the, that, that's why his hair lights so, up. So like, does he okay. sense the, like, oncoming Transformers, or does he, like, predict the future? What does the glowing <laughs> hair mean? What is the matter? But uh, either way, Kicker tells Hotshot to fire at what looks like an empty sky, which Hotshot does anyway, just to make Kicker happy. It'd be I guess, hilarious if a, a jetliner or a passenger plane just fell out of the sky. <laughs> yes, damn, like if Wiley Coyote comes dropping out of the sky in a hot air balloon with a hole in it, <laughs> or like, he's like blowing up into it, trying to keep it up. <laughs> it lands like in China and starts World War Three. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. Anyway, but then a bunch of Terracons approach. They fill the sky. There's a whole bunch of them. Um, one, I, this is one of the things I do like about this episode is they, they do a fairly good job of portraying the chaos. Yes. Especially with the explosions and things. They look really, really good. And, uh, oh, this is when Kicker actually says, we should evacuate the city and then drives away. And then the Voltron lines attack Demolisher and the, oh boy. This is, okay, so uh, Kicker gets uh, cornered by a bunch of, like, the lions and the eagles or whatever they are, the Terracons, and one of them jumps at him in slow motion, and this is when Optimus Prime flies in and blasts one of them, but this thing's, this, like, Voltron Terracon's face blows up maybe a foot from from Kicker. The yeah. shrapnel would tear that kid apart. Or even just the heat. Yeah. But uh, Optimus lands next to Kicker, and this must be the first time they've met in a while, because he's like, do you remember me, Kicker? Optimus Prime! <laughs> That's going to be my Kicker impersonation. <laughs> and inside the base, those two Omnibots, they're still working away. Did you notice these guys, they sound just enough like G1 Wheeljack and G1 Ratchet, and like Skyblast is even Ratchet's colors? Like, it must have been intentional. I honestly did not notice that. I did, however, notice that they are a little bigger than Minicons and slightly smaller than oh. Transformers. <laughs> That's apparently the definition of an Omnicon. <laughs> and back outside, this, I thought, was straight out of Robotech or Macross. Yeah, Jetfire yeah. transforms and just starts flying around these things. It, it, yeah, it, it just looks, the, the way he's turning and shooting and weaving and bobbing and everything, oh, it was awesome. But there's depth in that, there's a like a field of Terracons in the sky behind him, mm. and that's, that's all moving, and there's this parallax effect as they're kind of panning a, around following Jetfire, but then there's a bunch of stuff just crossing yeah. in front of the camera, and it is, and, and to all of it is blowing yeah, up. It, it is awesome, <laughs> I gotta say. Yeah, it is really good. But the uh, kicker takes off again, and Optimus sends Ironhide after him, and then he commands his trailer, which he calls Prime Force, to transform, and out come four smaller Autobots. Yeah! What the hell, Herman? You burst in through a different wall. Not fixing that neither. Yeah, you almost knocked down the awning. Whatever, I don't care. Shut up. I've got four more of these things to sell to you pricks, and I'm gonna get the bonus if it's the last thing I ever do. Is he dead? Who knows with Herman? 
Uh, but yeah, there's this contain. Well, it's Optimus's container, I guess, his trailer. And the names of these, I don't know who like was phoning it in on a Friday at 4:30 in the afternoon. But their names are Fire One, Copter Two, Digger Three, and Submarine Four. Gee, Paul, you'll never guess what kind of vehicle Submarine Four is. Well, I have it down. It it looks like Sub C from Star Tropics. If you remember that game, except it's blue instead of orange. I don't. It kind of had the vibe of like a Thunderbirds vehicle to me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Especially where it has the number after it. <laughs> yeah, really. But uh, yeah, they they basically go Voltron on Optimus. Well, yeah, it's exactly vehicle Voltron. Remember that one? Yeah. Like he yeah. even lists off all the things as they connect. Like the only thing he doesn't say is, and I'll form the head. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Uh, and they, they anyway, they all connect arm, leg, leg, arm. And uh, Optimus gets a newer, bigger head. He's the chest piece. And then he fires all of the lasers. Yeah, like from every, literally every part of every limb on his body like from the there's a gun mounted in the middle of his thigh going that way like yeah. what yeah and it, it looks like it's coming from fingers and toes yes <laughs> so um oh well we we forgot to say uh, there's a point where uh hot shot and inferno power link together and that was kind of neat seeing them you know hot link can power or hot link hot shot can power link with uh, other transformers now and i like that that's cool yeah i thought so Oh, 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 um, Ironhide tries to bring in Kicker, who's like, no, I don't need help. I'm, I can look after myself. Man, I'm cool. Maybe that's his voice. Eh. That's, that's Kicker's voice. <laughs> I want to do it myself. <laughs> but what he does here is pretty fucking cool. He drives Highwire up to the bridge support beside Ironhide, jumps from Highwire, so Highwire's dead, I guess, over to Ironhide, and then kicks Ironhide's gun turret around to face the Terracons that are flying along beside them, and just starts blasting them. And this would be really cool if he wasn't such a smarmy little shit. Yeah, exactly. If he he was a little more down to earth and was like, because he kind of says to Ironhide, you you don't realize what's going on. I have to take control here. I kind of like that idea, but I don't like his caricature. <laughs> anyway, uh, they get blasted. He goes flying through the air, flies at Ironhide, and Optimus... I wished it was the magic rainbow frisbee. It wasn't, but um, he throws a, a magic suit at him. Well, yeah, I have it down as the magic yellow frisbee, but yeah. um, two of them, actually, and surrounds Kicker in energy, which then... I have it down, Sailor Moons, a suit of armor onto him. Because it like zooms in on every one of the limbs, except all the ribbons and shit that make her suit come on. It's just, you see kind of grow out of him. Kind of like uh, Rad's suit did in that episode in, the, in his helmet. Yeah, it'd be funny, though, if his hair went blonde when the suit was on and he got the bow in his hair. <laughs> anyway, he lands and he rolls like Shia LaBeouf in a Michael Bay film and he survives. Yeah, he lands on his neck and rolls <laughs> ten times, but he's fine and... Optimus explains that the suit is a gift from Kicker's father, and he made it because he knows his son's a fucking idiot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was a bit earlier where Brian said to uh, Optimus, here, take this for my son. But yeah, it's literally because he's like, he knew you were going to get in trouble, and you're dumb. (laughs) I really don't like that kid. Uh, Anyway, Optimus has his whole bit where he's like, um, you know, you're not a warrior because that suit, you know, that's why you need the suit. But hey, would you like to join the team? Well, Kicker says, you know what? No, I don't have to do anything you say. This is Earth. This is my planet. I decide what I do here because kicker has never heard of laws before (laughs) anyway uh yeah he's gonna he'll join the team of course he was because we've got 50 more episodes of this thing to do um but then they have there's a bit of a voiceover from that kooky wacko at the beginning saying oh there's energon on earth i'll get the energon and that's kind of where the episode ends should we check on herman hey herman you alive i'm good says he's good 
It's an underwater city connected to an Energon mining facility. All right, fine, except how long ago did Dr. Jones predict that there will be Energon at that exact spot underwater? Because he seems surprised that there is. This isn't the kind of thing you slap together overnight. Why build it at all unless you're totally sure where the Energon is? And it can rise out of the water and connect via 20 miles of bridges that also surface when needed. This thing would take a staggering amount of energy to raise and lower from the ocean. Why in the world would they let Kicker just bring the thing up every time it wants to go out? Or any human. Wouldn't it be a lot more efficient to just go all G1 Decepticon base where only that tower come out of the water, have a rubber dinghy sitting there waiting for him? Why keep humans in it in the first place? Just have two cities. Why do they need to physically connect? Have this underwater thing, leave it underwater, and then use Pittsburgh or anywhere for the humans to talk to each other electronically and space bridge in and out when you need to. And why is the space bridge now this evil can evil fucking thing? What was wrong with what they had before in Armada? Just go in the warp room and off you go. I mean, I guess it's a little easier than going out to the middle of the desert. Like Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show and the end of the beginning of a new series. Paul, what did you think about the first episode of Energon? Action, action, action. I I will give it that. Holy shit. Especially that's where I mentioned it looks like Robotech where Jetfire's flying around like that. I'm in. I'm in. Kicker's fucking annoying, but I think I'm in. Yeah, I I think I'll like him less than I do Rad. I mean, maybe if they smarten him up, but I mean, characters, I'm only going by what we saw in Armada. Characters tend to not have much of an arc, so I can (laughs) expect him to be this loudmouth shit who kind of does cool stuff. Um, for another 49 episodes or whatever it is. The, the action was awesome. I will say that. I, I wish Optimus did more in his Voltron suit. Yeah. I would have liked to see him punch somebody. Yeah. I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah. I think that's a good way to put it. It's like, did they just throw everything in the first episode and the rest? It's just going to be downhill from here. Or is, is this like the bar where we can expect it to be for the rest of the series? I don't think it's. They're all not going to be here, obviously. But. No, they can't. I mean, this is the, the it's this first episode of the new series. That's why you have all the bits and you take extra time to put in stuff that the listeners want to hear, right? Uh, <laughs> but this this whole series, we've talked about it before. It's Akira Okea and Izayo Shizuya. They, Ryo Motohira and, oh, who was the um, other the other writer, the fourth writer of the of Shoji Tanoki. How did I forget about Shoji <laughs> Tanoki? But yeah, um, they're, uh, it's only two of them this time, and they're just going back and forth with episodes. So it should be interesting. To, uh, there's a chance maybe that there'll be more of a, a streamlined story that actually progresses rather than just zigzagging and going off the rails every... F- 15 to 20 episodes <laughs> hopefully i guess we'll find out uh, in the next episode which we review which is energon stars if you want to see a couple stars you can find paul <laughs> and i on twitter i'm at john Sobe. paul is at p mcpherson one you can also contact the show via email transformers nitpickers at gmail.com yeah make sure you rate and review us in your podcast app whatever it is you listen to is with and tell all your friends tell everybody you know you can tell them that they can find old episodes of the transformers nitpickers podcast show at transformers nitpickers.podbean.com and Until the next episode, keep on transforming. See you later. Hey, hey, fellas, can I uh, go too?